Welcome to Procure Pulse, the podcast for third-party services. I'm Mickey Meehan, Conductive's Chief Operating Officer. Today I'm joined by Irma Spahich. Irma is the Senior Director of Solutions and Strategy at Conductive. Welcome, Irma. We're excited to have you on today. I've been uh, I've been looking forward to this one for a while, and um, and and we'll start off, um, you know, talking a little bit about your background. Um, and and I find it particularly interesting how you got into the purchase services space in healthcare. But uh, would love for you to just you know walk us through the path that led you to supply chain and 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 maybe more specifically uh, to to third party services. Thank you for the introduction, Mickey. I started my career in healthcare and third-party services while I was in graduate school. I had the opportunity to intern for a health system, and one of the projects that I worked on focused on optimal service methods for medical imaging equipment. This project exposed me to outsourced services in healthcare, and it really helped me realize how much opportunity exists in the third-party service space. And since then, I've been focused on managing indirect spend in healthcare. I've held various different roles in the service and capital space over my career. And for the past four years, I was the director of purchase service contracting for UC Health. Yeah, I appreciate that. It's great to hear about your, your background. I always find it interesting as most of us didn't, um, you know, don't have in our yearbooks from third grade that we wanted to be in supply chain. Um, you know, yet yet here we are and, and making a big impact uh, in healthcare. Um, you know, today we want to talk about how supply chain teams can diagnose their purchase services in order to find the right solution for, for their organization. You mentioned when you were at UC Health, um, you know, bringing in conductive uh, to help was, was the right solution for you on top of everything you did to set up a governance structure throughout the organization. But where do supply chains start in evaluating the sophistication of their purchase services programs and strategies in, in your mind? I think to evaluate the sophistication of your purchase service program, you want to first and foremost ask yourself a few key questions. One being, do you have visibility into your purchase service spend? I think that's a great starting point. You also want to determine you know, how much contract coverage you have and you want to determine if you know how much of your purchase service spend is managed by supply chain versus being managed by other stakeholders across the organization. I also recommend you evaluate if you have the staff and the skills you need to lead out complex sourcing events. Um, in other words, do you have subject matter expertise on your team? And last but not least, I think having a governance structure in place is important. You need to consider if you have executive support for your program, and you need to determine if you have a platform that you can use to select suppliers for the organization and in collaboration with uh, stakeholders across the organization. Well, that's that's great, Irvin. And kind of, you know, maybe just to, to segue off of that a bit, um, what considerations should you take to set goals? Because I mean, I think I think it's one thing to say, hey, I want to diagnose what is going on currently in my organization and purchase services, and and this is how I think I should attack it because of that. But without setting a goal, it's it's really hard to measure your progress, um, you know, in setting up that program. So so what are some considerations that 
supply chain teams should take in, in setting those goals for their purchase service program? Yeah, yeah, that's a great question. I think it's important to, from a goal standpoint, to have a mixture of strategic and operational goals for your department. Um, so before you set these goals, the first thing I recommend is you a first determine how mature your program is. And once you have a better understanding of how mature your program is, the maturity of your program in many ways is your baseline, and it will help you come up with goals that will not only maintain your current program, but also propel it forward. And I really consider operational goals to be goals that maintain your program and strategic goals to be goals that help propel your purchase service program forward. I love that that concept um, and, and thinking about how you propel things forward. Um, so, so now that you you know the maturity of your organization and you've set goals, you know you've you've mentioned stakeholders a lot already within this conversation, and and obviously they play a really large role uh, in third party services, being that they are ultimately the end users who who deal with those service providers uh, every day. So. You know, how can sourcing teams identify and, and best optimize their third party spend, knowing that there there are so many stakeholders um, that kind of have their hands in the in the third party spend world? Yeah, yeah, another great question. I think to best optimize third party spend, I do recommend you start with the analytics. You analyze your purchase service spend and you share some of that information with your stakeholders as well. Um, you want to consider what services your organization is utilizing across the board, and you also want to understand what your top purchase service categories are and make sure you take the time again to socialize some of that information with key stakeholders across your organization, your leaders, your executives. Um, and I, I think they also would benefit from understanding how much agreement coverage you have across those services how your supplier variability looks like. And um, I, I think these are data elements that are important and they will help you identify opportunity. They can help you pinpoint low hanging fruit and they're most certainly crucial in helping you build out a pipeline with a strong ROI. And sharing that information with your stakeholders across the organization also helps foster buy-in and their support to go after those opportunities. Uh, that's, that's such a great point. And, and I think that you know the other thing to look at is each department is going to have different needs. And I know you and I have talked about this a lot in the past. There's also the balance for supply chain teams and what comes over the fence from uh, your end users in the different departments, you know, versus what you work on strategically to, to get savings. But, you know, you mentioned building a pipeline. How do you balance that, that pipeline build to, to optimize your purchase services spend when it comes to kind of the needs of, of each department and, you know, what you're trying to do strategically? Yeah, I, mean, I think you're spot on. I mean, you will always need to balance identified opportunities with ad hoc requests that surface from your customers and at times even supplier service issues that you're encountering. Um, service issues and poor supplier performance usually take priority 
and need to be addressed quickly. And then large savings opportunities should always catch your attention. Those can be disregarded. Um, but when it comes to some of the ad hoc requests that you receive from your stakeholders, I found that sometimes just showing your stakeholders what's in your current sourcing pipeline of identified opportunity can help them put things into perspective and help everyone prioritize initiatives of largest impact to the organization. So that transparency and that visibility of what the supply chain pipeline entails is very important. Yeah, I think transparency is, is such a great word for communicating with your stakeholders. I think a lot of uh, organizations, you know, take for granted that stakeholders don't really know what occurs behind the walls of supply chain. And the more transparency between those departments and supply chain, uh, the easier, you know, life gets for everybody. I fully agree. And I think, you know, you touched on this earlier. Having a governance structure is important. And when you lead out sourcing events, making sure that you're also including key stakeholders in your sourcing events is important so you can keep them appraised of a project that you may be working on, but also as a whole appraised of the larger supply chain pipeline. For sure. And so now you mentioned getting into kind of the, the nitty gritty of the actual sourcing process. So maybe let's switch gears and, and, and go down that road uh, a little bit. But what should teams consider as they prepare to put out RFPs for purchase services based on kind of what we've talked about with stakeholders? Yeah, so I think, you know, of course, you need to consider who your stakeholders are. You need to make sure that you're identifying the appropriate stakeholder group and you're including individuals that will be impacted by the results of the RFP um, and the, ultimately the supplier selection. And um, I think it's also very important that teams consider and make sure that they have a good understanding of current state. Um, knowing how the service is currently being utilized, how the service is being accounted for today, and again, who all is using the service and impacted by the service is important. Um, teams should also consider stakeholder service requirements and their specific needs. Those should be captured and included in any sourcing event. And it's also very important that everyone, the group that you're working with, agrees on the scope of work and that everyone has had a chance to review the bid that you will be issuing and publishing and that everyone has had a chance to provide input and feedback before the RFP or bid is issued. And again, that kind of goes back to the, the, the transparency piece that you mentioned, but within that you know, preparation for the RFP, how do you determine the specific questions or, or service levels that teams should include uh, before you even give it to the stakeholders for their feedback? Again, you know, establishing that credibility as a supply chain team. Um, I think you know it's important for you to have some sort of forum where you can collect feedback from your stakeholders. And so at UC Health, as you know, we use the negotiate module um, and we were able to facilitate sourcing events via the negotiate module electronically and also collect feedback and input from our stakeholders via the module that way. But I think um, when you think about questions to include in the RFP, 
I also highly recommend that you include questions that will help you determine if the vendor can meet your service requirements, but also improve your service requirements. And you know, you can do this by incorporating strong KPIs, key performance indicators, and you most certainly will need input from your stakeholders as to what those key performance indicators should be. And um, I also recommend you include penalties um, for failing to meet those KPIs in your bid or sourcing event. Um, other best practices include making sure that you have questions in your bid that require the vendors to address how they can help you become more efficient and cut cost. Um, and then, of course, it never hurts to ask the vendors for most favored nations pricing in the agreement. Those are all all really good points. And, and one thing for, for those listening who may not know, the, the negotiate module is a part of the conducted platform specifically purpose built for healthcare sourcing uh, and and even more specifically for purchase services as well. So um, you know that's that's something that that we offer um, that obviously had had made an impact for for both Irma and and UC Health. Irma, one thing that I wanted to get to um, on top of the the actual RFP is a word we hear our customers use and just thrown around the industry in general is time to value. Everyone is saying, you know, I I need to get savings now. Uh, I need it to be faster. I can't have this RFP process take 12 months. So how can healthcare supply chain teams accelerate their contracting process? I think to accelerate your contracting process, you you first and foremost want to make sure that you're selecting the right sourcing method for the ser service that you're going out to bid for. So depending on the service and depending on what your needs are, you may not need to do a full RFP to source for the service. You may be able to renegotiate the agreement or issue a simple RFQ um, or even do a live negotiation. And these are all different sourcing strategies that you could employ to help speed up contracting and your turnaround time. And these are also all different sourcing methods that um, are available via the conductive negotiate module, as you know. And I think another way to accelerate contracting is to see if you can leverage and use any of the service agreements that your GPO may offer. Um, these are agreements that your GPO has already negotiated and has made available to its customer base. It's so important to, to take all those factors in that you just mentioned. I think all too often people just assume, you know, that you have to go to RFP, that it has to be a process that puts, you know, burden on stakeholders and can disrupt the supplier and and such a good point that there's, you got a lot of different tools in your tool belt. It just doesn't always have to be um, an RFP. Um, with, with that, Irma, I think, you know, everything we've gone through today has been super insightful and I think helpful for, for all those that are, that are listening. But I thought I'd, I'd wrap up with, with two different questions. And so first, if, if we're looking at supply chain teams that are just starting a purchase service program, what are the best practices you think they should implement to get off the ground and get things running smoothly? 
I think I have to go back to analytics. So best practices include making sure you have visibility into your spend, and that all starts with analytics. And I would advise that you don't get in the habit of analyzing your purchase service spend once a year. Make sure that you're analyzing it regularly to help you identify that opportunity, but also help you enforce existing standards that you may have in place, prevent things such as scope creep and see if there are significant changes in utilization. So to be able to do that, you really have to you know, monitor and track your spend on a fairly regular basis. Um, and then I, I would also say another best practice is make sure that the agreements you execute have terms that, and conditions that sufficiently protect your organization. If you do not have a standard agreement template that you're using for your service agreements, get with your legal department and draft some terms. Um, services are very complex uh, in nature. They're difficult to manage. And the more ambiguity you can remove from an agreement, the better. I think that's perfect insight for, for somebody starting out. But now let's flip, flip the script here and, and look at established uh, supply chain teams with established purchase service programs. Are there any tips you know, from your experience that you could share in how, how do you fine tune your purchase service sourcing process uh, as you go and, and continue to make it even better than it might already be? Yeah. Um, I think the key there, Mickey, is you want to invest in your team um, to fine tune category sourcing. You want to make sure that your team has the information and the resources that they need to stay up to date with changing industry trends and just the competitive nature of the service for that particular industry. And um, I would also recommend that you make sure that your team is involved in supplier performance management and that they are there to help business owners across the organization address service issues as they arise. I think more vendor interaction and greater exposure to any given service category helps your team develop stronger subject matter expertise and this at the end of the day allows them to support your business owners and the service categories in a better way. Yeah, and it's, you know, it's interesting. Oftentimes that knowledge on leveling up your, your team can even come directly from the suppliers in many cases, whether it's through an RFI or, or just like you said, kind of getting partnered with that supplier and that stakeholder to really understand the category uh, more deeply. And then obviously the next time it comes around, uh, it helps you out even more. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, you may not have a team that has subject matter expertise in every service, and there is no harm to when it comes to reaching out to other third parties that may have that subject matter expertise. At the end of the day, you're trying to gather as much information as you can to appropriately source for that category. So if you can supplement your subject matter expertise with other resources and parties, I think that's always um, a good way to go. Awesome. Well, Irma, I really appreciate the time today. I've enjoyed getting to hear some of your tips and, and tricks, and I think everybody listening 
um, can can really take it to heart and improve their organization, whether they're just starting out or they're uh, kind of far down the path. So really appreciate the time and, and the conversation today. Of course, it was a pleasure to connect with you. Thank you. Thanks, Irma.